Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. The accomplishment of what he has already done um, doesn't speak of um, um, your own faith in isolation, but it actually points to his accomplishment, what he has done the accomplishment of the finished works of Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. So you are not trying to have faith to get God into motion to do something. Your your faith is not trying to get God to move. God has already done what he wants to do. Are you still here? So God is not trying to do something, but God has already done something. God has already accomplished what he wants to accomplish in Christ Jesus. And that's very important for us to know. That everything that you're believing God for is done already. Okay? So once you come to that knowledge, you understand that it has been provided for already. You are not trying to get it to be provided for you just because you have a need. Your need doesn't get God to move. Your need is not getting God into action to do something for you. Your need is coming after what he has already done. What he has already done precedes the time you were even born and it precedes when you even have a need. So if you have a need... What is the first thing you do? You look at the accomplishment. What has been done? What has been finished? And there was a time I was teaching one day and I said that the believer's life begins from it is finished. So when you look at what is finished, that's where your life starts from. Your life is not trying to start or make sense um, 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 by getting... God is not on the journey on your mark, set, go. God is not on the journey with you. God is not on, on the move, right? He's not, he's not starting the process with you. He has finished everything. Hallelujah. Look at somebody. Just tell three people for me. Say, God has finished everything. He has finished everything. He has finished everything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, on Wednesday, we got to see that... Um, The just shall live by his faith, right? So help me flip that scripture. I think it's in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse... Who remembers? Flip back to your notes. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse what? So let's see it. Let's have it. Alright, he says... Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. Now let's read this phrase together. One to go. But the just shall live by his faith. Now let everybody say that together one more time. One to go. But the just shall live by his faith. That's not all of us. Let's say it all together. One to go. But the just shall live by his faith. By whose faith? By his faith. So it is by the faith of the individual who is in the Old Testament. You live by your faith. The just shall live by his faith. So if your faith is not good enough, then that faith that you are living by determines what kind of life you would live. Are you still here? 
the just shall live by what? His faith. Okay? But when you come to the New Testament, the New Testament doesn't speak of your faith, right? In, in, in this sense. But the New Testament speaks of the faith of Christ. Yeah, so let's go to, um, so when, when, um, sorry, flip back to Habakkuk. Uh, when, when Paul is writing in Romans, he's quoting from this scripture. But the just shall live by faith, by his faith. So I want you to see how Paul um, uh, extrapolates this, this verse in Habakkuk, which is the Old Testament before the cross. And when he talks about this same scripture in uh, Romans chapter 1 verse 16. So let's start from Romans 1 verse 16, then we'll go to verse 17. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. So let's read it together. I'm sure everybody knows the scripture. Are you ready? Alright, let's go. One to go. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who what believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And the next verse, for in it, that's the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from what? Faith. So say with me, from faith to faith. Amen, amen, amen. You all look very blessed this morning. Praise the Lord. Just smile for no reason now. Now, amen. Just try. Smile for no reason now. Amen. Look at your neighbor if he got the... If, look at your neighbor if he's really smiling. Come on. Do a road check right now. Do a road check right now. Do a road check right now. You know, there are sometimes... Some people come to church. They squeeze their face. Right? Good morning, sir. Bless you. <laughs> Here for the word of God. I don't need no distraction. Amen. Relax, you are in the presence of God. Amen. 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 The Bible says in his presence there are there's fullness of joy and at his right hand there are what? Pleasure. I like that word pleasure. Say pleasure. Pleasure. So tell your, your, your neighbor, calm your nerves. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So that this word of faith will enter your spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Alright, are we ready now? Okay, the just shall live by faith. So, now, what is the difference between what Paul is saying and um, what Habakkuk said? Habakkuk said the just shall live by his faith. Then what is Paul saying here? The just shall live by faith. So he removes his and he just leaves it bare. The just shall live by faith. Meaning that in the New Testament, you don't live by your faith, but you live by his faith. Are you still here? So say this with me. I live by his faith. Use the King James Version. um, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Somebody say, I live. So now let's see how you live. He said, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. Okay, so Paul is saying that this life that I live is not me who is living this life, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by what? By the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. This is a good time to lift one hand up and say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Mm, Hallelujah. He says, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Now I want to ask you a question. The love he loves you or has loved you with, is it past tense? Is it, is it, is it a future tense? Is he going to love you or has he loved you already? Alright, so say with me, God has loved me already. And you know what that means? That means that there is nothing you do that can make him unlove you. Because he has already loved you. You're not trying to get God to love you. So your faith, your, your works of faith doesn't get God to love you more. Ah. Do you believe what I'm saying? I hope you know what I'm saying is in the Bible. <laughs> oh pastor, if I pray, I know God will be impressed. You are the one who is impressed with yourself. No, no, no. He said, if I fast, and when I fast, you know, you know the kind of prayer that I I pray that is like the one Jesus prayed, that he sweat, etayabaha. You know, how can you be praying? That's not prayer. That's not prayer from where we come from. Prayer, you take position first. (laughs) When I pray, my sweat is like blood. You know? When you say in the name of Jesus, even Jesus is saying amen. <laughs> amen. In the name of Jesus. I, yeah, I praise God. You see, but you know, those things don't make God more. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't change his attitude towards you. God doesn't, God doesn't align. He says, mm, I smell prayer from my son here. Ah, you are, you are born again. Yes, I like this. I like this. Then tomorrow, maybe, you know, the ginger is not there. I hope you know, not everybody has, you, you don't, sometimes you wake up in, in, in a, on a particular day and you don't pray just exactly the way you pray, prayed yesterday. But you know, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. So the fact that you don't feel the anointing that day, doesn't mean that the spirit of God is not in you. The spirit of God is not taking siesta in your in your heart. <laughs> Praise God. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? So God doesn't God doesn't adjust his mood based on your faith performance. The Bible says that he has loved you, past tense. Pastor, he's not trying to love you. The scripture says that he has made you accepted in the beloved. I'm already accepted. So I'm not trying to be accepted by God. You know, you know, religious setting, if you, there's a way you have to be, right? And that way you are the, the, determines how church members accept you. Maybe because of what you wear, because of your hair. In fact, Pastor Paul, come, come. Because of your hairstyle or because of your, because of your, um, um, I, 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 are you following me now? Look at this one. He's a pastor. <laughs> Praise God. He's a pastor. And not just pastor. Anointed actually. Anointed. Anointed. Praise God. God. All these things are not scratching God. <laughs> no, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Remove your, remove your mind. The way there's a mold of how God is to you. He loves you. He loves you. Where my father is coming from, you know, it, it, there, there were times where he threw brand new TVs. You see this shoe that is shining like this? <laughs> there is a problem. How can souls be perishing, Pastor Victor? <laughs> and you're wearing shiny shoes. 
who are you shining for? He said, let your light shine, not let your shoe shine. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who are you shining? You know, you know so, we, 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 th- th- so many things, so many things. But you know, that was the revelation of that time. And everybody was after heaven, heavenly race. <laughs> heavenly race, right? But you know that when you come into Christ, you're already seated with him. Far above principalities and powers. So I ask you a question. If you receive Christ now, you are seated with him. Are you going to fall down after, based on your performance? Do you know what, do you know what eternal life means? That, that, that they say you have eternal life. If that life ceased from you, then it's no longer eternal. That you have it, eternal means that, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will, will not perish, but have. So any, any life that can't save me at the gate of heaven is not eternal life. If I put my faith in him, eternal life. The song that just entered my spirit. <laughs> now let me let me let me tell you something. You know, as believers, you know, we, 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 do, we don't we don't tell you you must wear trouser, you must not wear trouser, you must not see it's decency, amen. It's decency. It's decency. Just, you know, you represent your father. Excellence. Decency. You don't need to look like the world to be attractive. In fact, I think looking like the world to be attractive is trying too hard. It's trying too hard. Somebody say, I have eternal life. You know what? That means you are one with him. The Bible says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. You, God cannot divorce you. No, it's not possible. You are one spirit with him. The believer's identity. You must know. If not, fear will just be gripping your heart unnecessary, unnecessarily. You know, somebody was having a conversation. Oh, pastor, am I going to make heaven? You know, I looked, I said, are you in Christ? person said, yes. I said, if you are in Christ... You are not going to make heaven. You are already in heaven. You don't understand. This is what people hear and they say this thing is too good to be true. And it is what gospel means. The meaning of the word gospel is is too good to be true. So you mean you just sit down there, Pastor Phil, and tell me, my dear, that's what I'm telling you. You just sit down there and say, Pastor Phil, just put your faith in Christ and then you are in heaven. Yes. That is, so are you saying that, that in the next 130 years from now, how old would you be? <laughs> I, I deliberately said that because personally speaking, I don't want to be here 130 years. I want to be with my father. Amen. So let me, let me just, for the sake of people's mind that the thing is doing somehow. In the next 200 years, do, do you know we're all going to be together? You, you see a true picture of your family? 
To be absent in the body is to be present with God. We look forward to these things. Speaking about rapture, rapture was not to scare the church. He's coming back again. When you hear the sermon of he's coming back again, hey, am I right with my father? Uh-uh. Mm. Mm. You, you do know what Thessalonians said? Thessalonians says, concerning the rapture, he says, comfort one another with these words that he's coming back. So it means that when he comes back, he's coming back like a father who is coming to receive his child. You have a seal that is unbreakable. Scripture calls it the seal of the Holy Spirit. For he has sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise. God promised by himself. He swore. You know, the scripture says by two immutable things. Which is impossible for God to lie. What are those two things? The oath that he swore and then the promise. So God is saying that I will make a promise that I will never leave you nor forsake you but I will not just leave it as a promise I will swear because you men we mortal men we don't understand when somebody says I'm coming tomorrow <laughs> we still have to be are you sure saying they come we have to be sure if he's really going to come because men most times will not keep to their words but God said for you to understand my point I will not just give you a promise I will swear so the Bible says how did he swear he swore See, God God swore by himself Meaning that if the promise fail He has ceased to be God Because he put his name on the line God So that's why the seal of the Holy Spirit on you Is really a seal Nobody, Not even yourself can break it You know what Jesus said Jesus said that the, the people you have given me Father Nobody can snatch them from me Nobody no man can you know that him will always do um, um, in Christ alone my hope is found what's the last part the last part no power of hell no scheme of man can ever block me from his until he returns or calls me home here in the It's a no scheme of man No scheme, no scheme of man No scheme, no power of hell Can ever pluck you from his hands You know when I think about this every day I rejoice because I know As I am saved, I cannot be unsaved No, 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 there's no, there's no, there's no It's a little father, little children Fear not for it is your father's good pleasure. He said, don't be afraid. Heaven, this heaven matter. My father is writing a book, I told you now. He says, heaven is not a reward. Heaven is a gift. That gift, heaven, is a place where reward is given. So heaven itself is not the reward. Oh. Look at your neighbor say, I thank God for my salvation. Oh. Thank God, oh. Thank God I'm saved. You know, when God made Adam, Adam was never, Adam was never told about God. In fact, there was nobody to told him. (laughs) 
By the way, that was not a mistake. Oh. <laughs> Let me clear myself here because uh, some of you will say, Pastor Phil. <laughs> so there was nobody to tell Adam about God, but Adam was shown God. When, when, when God made Adam, the first thing Adam, when he opened his eyes, the first thing he saw was God. So Adam was never told about God. Adam was shown God. Meaning that the construct for the creation of man was first of all what man could see. So before Adam would even speak, Adam saw. I want to give you a principle now. Because you see, I've been teaching you for a very long time. Just say it. I know. It's good to say it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. If you believe it, you will say it. If you say it, you will believe it. However you do it. But hear this. Before you say, see. Because if you don't see and you say, it is the reason why many times all night, eh, you can go for all night. And without pictures, if you don't have pictures, all night can be a vain travail. I'm telling you. If the all night is, is for pictures for you, better for you. Somebody who has pictures of what he has in the inheritance will pray one hour prayer and the prayer is rich. Then when you pray for 12 hours and you are not seeing pictures. So I'm telling you now that the first thing that Adam saw was God. So the construct to which man was created was with the construct of I see first before I talk. When he made other things, how did other things come to be? God spoke them to be, right? And those things were because of what was said. But when it comes to Adam, God makes Adam see him first. In fact, when God was bringing all the things that Adam was going to name, you know, if you read the scripture very well, Adam would not just call things and give them names without seeing them. Are you following this? That he will make those things pass before Adam and what he saw, he would speak and call them. So God now also says that let us make man in our own likeness and image. In our image and in our likeness. Somebody say image. image. Say likeness. So God makes Adam in his image and he makes Adam in his likeness. In his image, he makes Adam in his form. In the image of God. But in the likeness of God, it means that he is progressively seeing what God is doing and he is doing exactly what he is seeing. That's what you call likeness. So, I can be in your image but not in your likeness. I want you to get the difference. I can be in your image. That is, you can give birth to someone. The person is a carbon copy of you. But if the person is not watching you and observing how you do things, the person is a different human being. Entirely. You can, you, can see two, you can see twins, two human beings who are identical. The same image, the same eyes, like uh, Pastor Paul and Peter. It's just a little bit different though. Yeah. One is getting mad. <laughs> no, you know I must say something. You know, there is no way. I, there's no way I won't say something. Amen. You know, Pastor Paul is getting mad for Christ. 
That's the end of the statement. Amen. Why Peter, who was mad before? Is <laughs> now my son in the ministry. Now my, you know, anointed man of God. Amen. Where was I? <laughs> Where was I? So they can be identical, but their likeness very different. What makes of a likeness is the fact that you are able to constantly see what the person is doing and be like the person. So, see, if you're, if you're going to be just as God, you need to keep your eyes. So that's why Paul would say that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Why? Because the first thing I want you to do is for your eyes to be intact. When Adam fell, what was the first thing that happened to Adam? The first thing that happened to him was that his eyes were closed to see God and his natural eyes became open. Scripture will say that God will come in the cool of the evening and in the cool he's walking around and Adam and God having fellowship and wonderful time in the evening. Is God physical? No. Is God natural? No. Is, Is God tangible? No. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. But how come it, it was that when a spirit will come in the garden, in the cool of the evening, Adam could see him. Adam could hear him. When God said, Adam, where are you? He could hear when God was talking. So there was, there was a spiritual ear and there was a spiritual eye that was shot when sin came. No wonder the Bible says that when Jesus was teaching in the Beatitude, it says, the, 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 the pure, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. It means that when you come into righteousness, one of the first things that will happen to you is that your eyes will be opened. That you'll be able to see God. So your construct this year is before I say, I must see first. Because if you don't take time to see the inheritance before you are saying, that's the reason why people have been saying for four years. You can talk from now Till the end of the year. I am rich. I am rich. Do you have you seen it? Do you have you seen have you seen yourself walk? Now you know sin is not is not wish. No, no, this is deeper than wish. Wish is baseless. But you see, sin is from a is from is, is predicated on an accomplishment that I already see what has been done and I see my place in it. And if I can see it, and I begin to say it, I will see it. Ah, if you got what I just said. I see it, I say it to see it. So if I'm going to see it, I have to see it. And then say it, and then I see it. But if I don't see it, and I'm saying it, I won't see it. So my job is to open my eyes. And if you open your eyes to see what the scripture is saying about you. Glory to God. You know who Christ is. You know everything that Christ is for. As he is, so am I. And you begin to see yourself walking dimensions this year. Glory to God. How many of you see yourself walking in great dimensions this year? If you see it, you will be it. Let me tell you why some people... Some people... The, the, the only reason why if a few people don't pray in tongues, some people don't pray in tongues, is because they haven't seen themselves praying in tongues. How I walk into dimensions when, when I'm, I'm expanding or growing is that 
in my place of prayer, God begins to open my eyes to see myself ministering in some dimension. So I, as I'm praying, I'm seeing pictures of me ministering in certain capacities and dimensions. And as I see that, when the opportunity presents themselves, I begin to play out what I saw before. What did Jesus say? Jesus said that I can do nothing except of what I see my father do. Look at your neighbor. Just help me touch four people and tell them, see, open your eyes this year. Make sure. Open your eyes this year. Somebody say, I see, I see, I see. The strength of your confession is based on the strength of your pictures. The stronger your pictures, then the stronger your confession. Hallelujah. What you say doesn't amount to much if you can't see. So you must make sure. Because you are not just, you're not just talking, right? Empty words, but you are speaking what you have seen. You're speaking what you have seen. You're speaking what you are convinced of. You're speaking what you know of. Is the reason why you can see it, but one person, somebody has results in one area of his life, but there are some other areas of his life that, you know, some things are not yet happening. The reason is because the places where he has results are the places where the pictures are very strong. It's the same person, though. The same person. But there are other areas of his life. He's not had pictures. So because of those pictures that are not formed, you don't see the expression or manifestation in that area of his life. So you can see a young guy, prayer warrior. If you say, let's pray from now till this evening, 5 p.m. this evening. Nikon Luxury will know somebody walked in. I'm telling you. Everywhere will shake when he begins to pray. But if you look at another area of his life, as regarding finances, he can be struggling for money. So you are asking yourself, how do I reconcile the fact that I pray so much and I don't see the manifestation of wealth around me? Why am I poor and I love God? It's pictures pictures. You see, that guy who can pray and who loves to pray is probably praying because of the pictures he has of prayer. He probably has had mentors and friends who love to pray. And every time they will gather to pray, those pictures are forming very strong. So he has learned the art of prayer. But you see, the picture of being a, a financial guru, he doesn't have it. Mother is poor, father is poor, grandfather is poor. There is nobody in the family who has a picture of wealth. You know that, you know, you know that kind of wealth where you, somebody's walking, he just carries one million, gives somebody he doesn't know. And you who is walking with the person, you are telling him it's too much. The person is saying, <laughs> the person is saying, I'm not giving based on the need of the guy, but I'm giving based on who, me. I'm giving on my level. You see, that, that level where you come to, where you can give at will something that is breakthrough for someone and you don't know the person. Hey. 
See, pictures, op- open your head to pictures. You know, I said this on Wednesday, that if you, if you, 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 you can be here for a long time and if you don't have pictures, if you don't see yourself breaking Abuja ground, Someone hear what I'm saying. If you don't see your ministry breaking, if you don't see yourself soaring, if you don't see yourself flying, yeah, flying, I mean both in the dream and practically. <laughs> there was a dream I had I was practically flying in the dream. And I woke up and I said to myself, there's nothing wrong. I don't need deliverance. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Archbishop said something. He said, Agbishop Benson, he said, if you eat in the dream, wake up and drink water. What a wonderful provision the Father has given you. <laughs> I heard there's somebody, somebody who was eating in the dream. The guy kept eating. He was eating Pandidiam. You know Pandidiam is white. He just kept eating. He just kept eating. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He just kept going. So they say, I think it's a joke. So he woke up and he started eating the pillow. <laughs> pillow too is white. Amen. If you see yourself flying, you see, if you see yourself busy this year, if you, if you see yourself trying to choose what appointment do I go for? Because you see the promises in the word for you as it is written. You, if, if you have the pictures, if let the pictures form. And you know what? Sometimes it takes longer time for pictures to form than to pray. See, I prefer that you form pictures and get the pictures right and then pray. Once you can do that, your prayers will be powerful. Just say it. Just say it. My brother, see first. Just see it first. Then begin to say it. Anything you see will come to pass. So, somebody falls in love with that guy who, you know, he uses his anointing to toast a girl. Because he has great expression. He can cast up. Maybe the day the lady was around in church, he was casting out demons. You foul devil. Out. And the lady was like, well, he's got power. I'm like... You know, you know, but you, you don't know what kind of picture he has when it comes to money. You don't, you don't know what kind of pictures he has when it comes to family. Mm. You don't know what kind of picture he has when it comes to dealing with people. Because that was just prayer. That was just the word of God. That was just his, his skill. Pastor Victor, what's, what's wrong with you, man? <laughs> You know, sometimes, let, me, let me be honest with you. Many times when I'm preaching and I look at Pastor Victor or Pastor Shola, my head goes back to memories of like over 15 years ago when we'll be in the house together doing all kinds of crazy stuff. All kinds of crazy stuff. But, but guess what? Do you know the stuff we're doing back then? We're doing this. Pictures. Me and Pastor Victor will hold stick and we'll begin to preach. Mine was toothbrush. He would hold stick. We'll just begin to practice preaching. We watch Bishop Noel Jones. Watch my father. You know, and then we watch John Picky, And we begin to, you know, we begin to practice. Great Aussie. And you know, we're singing to soap and to sponge and to towels. And we're, we're, we're doing all of that. But guess what? We were forming pictures in our head. When you start bringing your kids early to church, what do you think is happening? Oh, Pastor 
pastor, they are not hearing anything. They see. Sometimes they don't need to hear first. They, they just need to see. My father is always holding the mic. Mm. My mom is always coming to church. There's a way daddy always talks to mommy. Ah. And you begin to form pictures in the child of, in, in the head of your child. How he should talk to a woman. Bless you, sister. <laughs> Somebody shout pictures, pictures, pictures. Oh, glory to God. So you see, he may, he may not have results in those areas. It's because of picture. So you know what you need to do, prayer warrior? You know what you, do, you need to do, my dear fervent sister, Jim Jim brother, Jim Jim sisters? Go and have financial pictures. Go and have marital pictures. Go and have family pictures. Go and have relationship pictures. You know, don't think that everybody doesn't like you. It's your picture. You, you walk into a place and the first thing you are looking for is who does not like me here. It's pictures. That's your first... Your, there is a demand for a saying of we like you. You know, and, and sometimes it, it, might, it might go extra because the lady or the guy is trying to flunk something because he wants to know if he's accepted or loved. Right? Or the lady who has painted her nails white and pretty lady. Right? Pretty lady. And she walks into the room and you know from her body language she's just trying to get you to see that white paint. You see, my dear brother, you who is looking at it, you can acknowledge the white paint. But you know that doesn't even reduce you. Just give her the... You know, I've learned pastoring that a lot of people, you, 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 you lead people differently. There are some people who need affirmation constantly. Because if they are not told how well they are doing, they stop to do well. But you see, that's where they are. And as a leader, you have to be patient with such people. Talk to me, somebody. You, you probably have friends who are like that. All, all your friends, there are some friends you know, ah, if I don't call this one now, he will think we are fighting. Let me call. But you have other friends that even if you don't talk for one year, we're good, we're good. But you know what formed that? What formed that might be pictures from upbringing. So, so don't blame people for where they are. I'm going to teach you one, one maybe I'll teach you maybe on Wednesday the two approaches of the gospel gospel actions and gospel reactions that's for another day so you, you don't blame people for where I don't know why he's like that no you don't know where he's coming from if you know where he's coming from you would you who is saying I don't know why he's like that you react differently if not, there's no difference between you and the person who you are saying, I don't, know who, I don't know why he's like that. So you've got to be embracing, you've got to be patient with people. Amen. Somebody said pictures, pictures. So you see, the results in your life, they are directly proportional to the pictures that you have. If you have good pictures of life, if you have good pictures of peace, you would have peace. If you tell yourself every day, I want to be happy, I have seen a picture that I am happy today. It is my picture. I hope you know that's when annoying things will come to try you. But guess what? You will preserve your picture. 
Glory to God. Somebody say pictures. So there is a myth about faith that you will enter it if you have enough faith. My brother, if your faith is small, you can't come in. Because these kinds of things goeth not but by prayer. Is <laughs> for a kidder of men and women who know how to wait on the Lord. What's doing? Who know how to wait on the Lord? If you don't know how to wait on the Lord, there are some things you cannot command. See, that was the just shall live by his faith. That was Old Testament. So, Pastor Ike, what do you want? Private jet. Yeah? So, private jet, you need private jet faith. You need big faith. According to the volume of this mic, the kind of faith you need is a big faith. Pastor Victor, what do you want? I bind you. I lose you. I'm not sending Pastor Victor to Canada yet. This is the person I've sent to Canada. Akuna, say amen. Another private jet. You need another private jet. Private jet for Pastor Ike. Big faith for then Pastor Victor needs Gurasa. Who knows Kuli Kuli? Who, who's lived in the north before? Who knows Gurasa? Or Masa? Oh, Abuja people. <laughs> That's the one you know. So, there is no much faith to Suya. No, Suya, Suya, Suya does not require much faith. Amen. Pastor Victor, na playo. <laughs> so, the kind of faith for Suya, Masa, is not the kind of faith you need for private jet. Come on. How can you put the God of a private jet and the God of Suya? No. If I let me drop my mic, you need Suya faith. <laughs> Pilo needs to be married. You need the faith for marriage. You know, you know, this generation is more concerned about wedding than marriage. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not bad to do wedding. Wedding is okay, but please don't jump out. And just know that you can have it early. You know, I've told all the guys in this house. I said, don't copy me in that area. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm me. I don't hide my own. I don't, I don't pretend. I don't pretend at all. I told him, I said, copy me every other place in this life. Now, that, that's a wrong model of thinking that the harder the task, the bigger the faith. It's a wrong model of thinking. That if, I, if I'm going to see God do something mighty and big, 
then it means my faith has to be very big. That's wrong. We don't need your faith. We don't need your faith. To achieve anything, we don't need your faith. This is the purpose of your faith. The purpose of your faith is to bring you to somebody who has done it. The problem is your picture. Um, Pastor Emma, you know I like to use you to do examples. Come. Pastor Emma, come. I'm going to help you correct some things in your head right now. This is the God who heals cancer. This is the God who heals headaches. (laughs) The God you know is the one that heals headaches. But you don't know the God that heals cancer. So when you see a cancer situation, what you do is to tell yourself that this one... I am not sure. But when it is a headache situation, ah, this one I know. Do you know why you know? Do you know why you know? You know because you have seen God all the time healing headaches. And you have failed to realize that the person who heals headache is actually the same person. See, he who comes to God must believe that God is. He who comes to God must not, not that, that God are. He who comes to God must believe that God is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, I am, my faith is to bring me to the God. My faith is not healing the headache. I'm talking about the faith of Christ. My faith is not healing the headache. My faith is not doing the job. The God who I am coming to is the one doing the work. In fact, let me correct myself. Has done the work. Because if I look at what happened on the cross, I can tell myself that if he died, if he was buried, and if he rose again, then it means it's accomplished. So, I am coming to God who is. Look, God is a person, not a percentage. It, mean, it means that if I'm, if I'm coming to God, God is not loading 60%. Let me ask you a question. When you walk into the room, do you walk in as percentage? That is, I'm saying, come. Your shoe will first come. I'm waiting for you. Gift. Your shoe has come. Your socks will now come. Then after your socks, your hand will now come. You know all those things. That, no, we, we, don't, we don't move in percentages. Where as, 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 as he comes, that is him. But do you know the problem we have? The problem is that we haven't seen the picture of a God who can. So the problem is the pictures. God is. He who comes to God must believe that God is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Look, what pictures do you have of God? If you have a picture of God who can do things... Oh my goodness. If you have a picture of God who can do anything, your faith is not trying to do the thing. 
Your faith is saying, just come to God. I put my faith in this God because he can. In fact, my faith is in the God who can. My faith is not the God that can. My faith is not, I don't have to muster my faith so that my faith becomes the God who works the thing. My faith is not the God. My faith is bringing, so that's my faith's work, is bringing me to the God who can. Somebody say, I've come to him. We have come onto Mount Zion. Hallelujah. You know, you know, in Mount Sinai, the people could not approach Mount Sinai. Who are you? You are not holy. You never wash hand. You've not washed legs. You have not spilled blood. And you are walking to Mount Sinai. You will see how thunder works in the afternoon. <laughs> Who are you to just walk up to Mount Sinai and stand before God? It's impossible. He, say, he says, let him who comes to me, let him come with clean hands and pure hearts. He who has not lifted up his soul to vanity. Who is that person? But you know the New Testament, Mount Sinai is the Old Testament. That's where the law was given. But you know the New Testament mountain, that's Mount Zion. What does Hebrew say about Mount He says, we have come. He said, we're not trying to come. We're not loading to come to Mount Zion. He said, we have come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, to an innumerable company of angels, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to the holy Jerusalem. He says, we have come. So you don't have a faith problem. You have a picture problem. If you can see what Christ has done. You sit down this year and say, what is it this year for me? I, I take one week to see first. I mean, fasting and you know, you know why people say fasting and prayer. I was in fasting and prayer for three days, and you know, fasting and prayer after three days, something happened in my life. Let me tell you what happened in those times of separation. They took themselves off distractions and they were able to see properly, and their antenna was alive to see the frequency to which God wants them to walk. And when they got the picture, it felt as if the fasting and the prayer was the answer. No, the answer was in the process of fasting and praying that made you see. Not the fasting and prayer. You think eating is more carnal than fasting. See, I don't want to go there. But check Genesis to Revelation. Which one is more replicated in the scripture did you see fasting in Genesis when he comes back the second time do you know what we're going to be doing in heaven see do you know what they accused Jesus of they accused Jesus that he was a glutton that he was always eating somebody who died rose up and he said let me prove that I'm the resurrected give me something make a job huh Jesus, so you are thinking that fasting is more sweet. Now it's your picture. As you are eating, you are seeing clearly. Right? If you can see clearly while you are eating, good for you. But if food is distracting you, my, my brother, you can fast. Okay? Leave that food. If social media is your problem, that is every small thing. You are on your phone. I saw a DP of a, a phone with hand holding somebody's head like this. <laughs> And that DP was saying that this guy, social you can never be divorced from social media. Instagram will finish you. If Instagram is your attention, leave Instagram and go and see picture. And you will have many likes after. 
It's not true. He said, but you have come. Look at your neighbor and say, but you have come. He said, you have come. You have come unto Mount Zion. You are not trying to come. You are not loading. When you came to God, God was not doing 60% with you. He said, the kind of faith I have today, Pastor Phil, I prayed before I came. The heavens were open. You know, when, when, when I was praying this morning, I heard a word in my spirit. And that word in my spirit, oh dad, are you listening to me? When I heard the word in my spirit, I, I heard God, you know, I, I saw that as I travailed in prayer, I sweated in prayer, I burned the midnight oil and candle. That is good if what you did made you see. But does it mean somebody cannot just wake up like that and see? See, don't, don't, because I don't want you to put certain molds in your head that if it is not this way, then God cannot move. Because you have a need, God is not spiraling into action. No. Just because you need something today, then God is not saying, hey, okay, Angel Michael. Look for one Jesus anywhere. Go kill him. No, 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 no. Before you got here. Oh my God. Show me Romans chapter 8 verse 27. Romans chapter 8 from verse 27. Romans chapter 8 from verse 27. Oh, hallelujah. Am I getting the scripture? Yes. Move to verse 28. Move to verse 28. It says, and all things work together for good. Move, move to verse 29. Hallelujah. It says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He said he foreknew you. That's before you got here he knew. Then is there a next verse? Is there a next verse? He said moreover. Whom he predestined. See predestination was first. Talk to me somebody. That is he foreknew you. He predestined you first. Then he called you after he predestined you. And when did all these things happen? Before the foundation of the world. Then he justified you. See your salvation point. Salvation came at number four. So you are thinking that because you got saved, that's when God wants to do it. Something he did by predestination and by calling. And he said, because I don't want this thing I have predestined and called you to do to waste, come and be justified. And whom he justified, this he glorified. Look, do you know something, friends? Do you know that the most powerful Spirit of God help me How do I put this now The most dominant thing in people's lives Are their stories Their stories The, The most dominant thing in people's lives Are their stories Their stories Their narrative Look until you move past how you grew up To I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you will be there. And when I say story, I'm not, I'm not just saying the story you tell, but I'm also saying what your subconscious is saying about you. Until you move past that story of I was raped, until you move past that thing, I was raped to I am the righteousness of God. You will, begin, you will keep playing out I was raped. Husband will suffer for it. Wife will suffer for it until you move past timidity. That is, you can't even look at people in the face and have conversations with people. 
just because of inferiority complex until you move past your story. It doesn't matter what happened. Until you move past it. Until you move past how you grew up. And you tell yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Until you move past it, your life will be at a... That is, you'll be revolving round mountains. And you'll be at... You'll just be spiking up and down. Up and down. At every revival meeting, oh, your faith is up. Hallelujah. I believe God. The pastor has preached a wonderful message. I am blessed. But when you go back to your room, you're crying. Because your story is stronger than the prophecy. See, until you move past that thing that happened to you. Huh? And you come to, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you begin to believe it. And your pictures change. You may never see changes. Except the sovereignty of God and his mercies intervene. But if you're going to make your way prosperous, you need to change your narrative. Go and look at the people in the Old Testament. What did the scripture say about them? People who had stories, when Hebrews was narrating, he said that these were men and women who wrought righteousness, who subdued kingdoms, who received their children, who were dead back to life. They are talking about Sarah as one hero of faith. Somebody who was laughing. That was her story. You are looking at her story. But when faith is writing her records, say this woman was spotless. Look, I don't know what your story is. Move past it. Because at this point, we don't need your faith now. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? We, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. Just come to God who has done it. Because we're talking about the faith of Christ. Don't let, don't, don't let, don't let, don't let, don't let your story trample on your glory. This thing I'm saying is not cliche. People come into their glory and if you hear their story, you'll be wondering, you'll be like, so how did you do it? That guy, that lady changed pictures. She did. She changed pictures. We're going to be aggressive about things this year. Let your pictures change this year. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You know, while I'm ministering, I see people who are actually going around the world with what they have. You see, your, your picture was that God was going to give you a good job. And God was saying to you, look, I'm actually going to stir up something inside of you. That thing that is inside of you is where your money is. You are, you are looking, you are, you are putting all the big companies to work in, all the big, all the big you know, avenues to make money. All the, you want to know this person, you want to know that person, you want to know this person. And you have failed to realize that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Look, let your picture change. Begin to see the God who is like a giant inside of you. Hallelujah. When I came to Abuja, I told myself, Abuja is under my feet. Pictures, pictures. You keep on seeing the picture. And as you keep seeing the picture, it will change. What did the 12 spies say? They said, they gave reports to Moses. They said that we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers. And so were we in their eyes. That means they concluded for them that the way they saw them was the way we see ourselves. Even people in the Old Testament knew how to use pictures. A man called Jacob, he would take his livestock and the one he wanted, he would make the livestock see a particular picture. Animal. Not even the one that has spirit of God like you and me. Animal without spirit of God was playing out pictures. They will be meeting and they are looking at pictures and what they are giving birth to is what they are seeing. 
and you are saying with the whole, with the spirit of God you have, with the word of God, the scripture that has been written for you to come into picture. What's the essence of the Bible? The essence of the Bible is for you to see pictures. It's to show you pictures. This is who you are in Christ. And it's not a cliche. You move past those things. Oh. Move past those stories. Move past those things. No, nobody, don't be a victim of life. No, 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 no. Don't talk yourself down. Don't, don't, don't encourage pity party. You know, people rally around you and like, hey, yeah, it's not your fault. Hey, yeah. Look, look, see, you have answers to give this world. And you're not going to be telling the world, this is what I went through. Is that, is that going to be your story? You will hear somebody who will come up and say, I was through wars. But see, see me in glory. You're going to change your pictures. And guess what? You see first and when you see, you begin to talk. You begin to talk. God said when he made, he said, the Bible says that everything God made, it was good. Oh, God saw that it was good. When he made it, he saw that it was good. I have a question for you. How, see, when you say something is good, after nothing, see, there is nothing in existence. God now makes something out of nothing and says that thing is good. It means there is a standard of comparison. Because if, 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 if God made something before and then he makes something after and he says this thing I have made is good is because he's comparing what he made just now to what was before. But the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void. Are you still here? So what God made was good. Have you remembered the scripture that says that by him were all things made? Who is the him there? By Jesus. So it means that God was using the blueprint of Jesus to make the trees, to make the things of the earth, to make the grass of the field, to make the livestock, to make everything that by him all things were made. God was using the pictures of Jesus because it was by Jesus everything was made. So, how did God make everything? God made everything by looking at pictures in Jesus. Even God needed pictures to make. God needed pictures to create. If you're going to speak and speak words of creation this year, this month, you must open your mouth, but before you open your mouth, make sure you see. See who you are in the spirit. See what God has said about you. If you need to spend three days to see first, spend that three days to see first. And after you have seen Begin to talk. How many of you see great things this year, Pastor Big? How many of you see great things this year? Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up. Say this with me. Say, I see good things. I see good days. I see good days. Come on, come on. Now, you're going you're gonna to turn that. You're, this is the prayer for today. You say, Father, open the eyes of my understanding. Are you hearing me, somebody? Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my understanding. That I may know what is the hope of my calling. I need to know, I need to know. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Open the eyes of my understanding. Look, if you see yourself always sad, that is what you will play out. If you see yourself always depressed, that is what you're going to play out. But if you see yourself rejoicing all the time, 
Oh, hallelujah. You tell yourself the joy of the Lord is my strength. You're going to play out those pictures of strength. You're going to play out those pictures of joy. You're going to play out those pictures of peace. I don't know what pictures you have. But just say, Father, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened that I may know. You stop to see yourself as the sick. But you see yourself as the healed of the Lord. I am healed of the Lord. I cannot be sick. I cannot be down. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm the healed of the Lord. Come on, declare it. I'm the healed of the Lord. I want you to begin to play back pictures. TSP, this is not the time to keep quiet. This is not the time to keep quiet. Begin to say what you see right now. Begin to talk what you see right now. Do you see yourself in that place? Do you see yourself in glory? Do you see yourself on top? Do you see yourself as the head and not the tail? Do you see yourself as above and not beneath? Do you see yourself? Do you see yourself in ease? Do you see yourself in speed and not in struggle? Come on, begin to tell yourself, this is who I am. This is who I am. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.